Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Dream Podcast. How's everyone doing? Um, oh my gosh, I've been super busy and this is like take five of this episode, by the way. I've been like starting and <laughs> up to like minute three or five. I'm like, no, no, that's not what I wanted to say. And it's really funny because even this morning i had something completely different planned and it, it just totally changed and i'm like okay well i think i'm just gonna go with the flow you know the the best things in life are not really planned <laughs> um but i also feel like there was this shift in in people and in the collective and you guys listening and of course the messages aren't going to be the same because If I, you know, my intention is always to connect with my listeners and bring in messages that are relevant for for those listening. So, yeah, this morning I was like, wow, it really feels like people are are really into this whole like Halloween uh, vibe because I, without really noticing, I dressed up in black, like completely black. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess this is what's going on today, and. And I did feel this sort of like, huh, energy of, <laughs> yeah, like I said, very Halloween-y, right? <laughs> and uh, it, it pe people just buying it also, yeah, yeah, it's like people buying into this, oh, it's Scorpio season and all that. I'm like, oh, come on, people. How many times have I seen posts about Scorpio season lately? I don't know, but I'm trying not to really pay attention to that because... Uh, it's like people really have to start looking up at the sky and noticing what's happening. And I'm I'm sorry for those who follow Western astrology. I, mean, I don't mean to offend you because I know that you know whatever we resonate with is helping us in one way or another in our journey. But it is also important to know what is actually happening. And what is actually happening is that we are not in Scorpio season. The sun is not shining in Scorpio. It it, it is shining in Virgo. Still, until this weekend, at least until uh, October 31st, and then it's moving, I think it's moving to Libra in October th on October 31st. I'll keep you guys posted on that if you want, but you can also look it up yourself. If you don't have a telescope, you can look it up with an app. The one I use is called, is called Skyview, and then there's also this really cool one online that I found recently called uh, the Sky Live, and you can you can see the positions of all the the astrals and the sun and the moon live. So that's pretty cool, and yeah, it allows you to see what's actually happening, so that you don't buy into all these like oh the 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 season that we're on right that we're in right now is supposed to be, you know be um, related to the stereotype of Scorpio which is very mystic very mystical very um what else is there you know I'm not like super uh I guess uh expert on on this stuff I mean I like it and all but um I know it's as everybody's talking about letting go of the old and well aren't they always talking about this though letting go of the old bringing in the new <laughs> so it seems to be the common theme of, like every season <laughs> But there was other stuff too. I was just like, yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, so um, I, yeah, yeah, Scorpio tends to be, for me, it's like a, a very 
uh, very like two-faced kind of energy. I don't know why. Uh, whenever I, f I look at this symbol and like feel into it, it's like, oh, it's somebody that has like, um, like a hard time really being themselves and is always like going back. Even though like, the, I know that the Libra has some of those traits too, right? It's like you're going back and forth and it's like this balance, right? But then Scorpio is more like, for me, it's more like an energy of like, oh, it's um, uh, a person who likes to keep to themselves and it's like the person who's like never really in a relationship, like really not really committed at 100% and all that. And, and some of... Some of us have like Scorpio attributes and stuff. I don't think I have. I think I have one planet in Scorpio, maybe. I'm not even sure on my chart and stuff. But anyway, I don't want to like go too deep into that because that's not what I wanted to talk about today mainly. But in any case, a lot of people are just focusing on the Scorpio energy, right? And it does feel like this. It's like very like, oh, it's Halloween. It's like scary and like... Um, what's uh yeah i don't know it's very interesting uh to feel it because i don't really like halloween anymore i really did like it when i was younger and now i'm now nah, i don't really care about it much i do see it more like a like a holiday to consume and i i went to the store earlier and of course there's a bunch of decorations and stuff that they put um out for you to buy and yeah it's like they're taking advantage of this season and in mexico november 2nd is day of the dead it's in spanish we say dia de los muertos and it's a holiday in which we celebrate but yeah the dead you know people that died in your family and they're supposed to be able to cross over and visit this realm on november between november 1st and and november 2nd so it feels to me like uh, in the U.S., this this kind of holiday was just taken and kind of uh, redone, like with the in the American style. You know, like you know, like you guys in the U.S. love doing that. I know I'm like you know I'm not hating on you, but like seriously, it's I've <laughs> all the stuff I see from like a, tra a traditional uh, holiday or food or whatnot. It's like oh, let's take this and make it bigger and better, you know, and it just ends up being this this distorted thing and and people enjoy it yeah but it, it turns out to be something that's more based on consumerism in the end anyway so what i was going at with this is that yes i did feel into everybody's energies and thought that came to mind was what is your monster and this is coming from uh if you guys have seen it maybe some of you have the series mr robot and if you watched it, you know what what it's referring to. For me, it means several things, though. Like when I when I first heard it, without really knowing what was gonna happen next in the series, it brought up um, many ideas of what it could be. And for me, it can represent yes, something that you're scared of, but also maybe that part of us that we don't really show to the public. You know, a part of us that maybe sometimes we're either afraid of us ourselves afraid of <laughs> afraid of ourselves or that side of us that we don't want other people to see because it's not acceptable in public or thoughts that might come to us that we're like wow well, where did that come from like i i don't i don't really want to feel that way or think about that and 
and then sometimes we can judge ourselves and and not knowing where it comes from is actually I think for me uh or was because not now that uh, I know where these thoughts can be coming from it's like well okay you don't have to judge yourself as long as you don't act on on thoughts uh that or can of course um maybe have repercussions or whatnot but um but for for the most part i think everybody does have this like hidden side you know and and some of us have maybe even more than one and and when it comes out and you're like huh i wonder i wonder if this is something that i really want to explore further or just hide it in the basement right like a like a monster and when you hide it in the basement though it just gets bigger and scarier and for me that's what it brought up the the whole what's your monster uh, question and yeah so i had something to think about right uh what scares you first of all and why 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 does it scare you there's something there that still needs to be worked on and and then if you have a side of you that that you don't necessarily show people then why is that all right um where does it come from and can you accept it as a part of yourself not necessarily to be acceptant of what it wants but more like taking responsibility for it and i think that that's what's key here is that uh a lot of people talk about oh integrate your shadow and accept everything kind of thing and i'm like no that's that's not the point the point is accepting things as part of you yes because and this is something very important that keeps coming back from the previous episode that i i said i was going to share more of this time and that hasn't changed i still want to share more about that but uh yeah so this is um something that that keeps coming up is this whole separation game and how we tend to create this illusion of separation and that's when we buy into this story of separation is when when it actually becomes uh, an issue sometimes right because and the thing is like when you accept something as part of you um you don't necessarily have to love it unconditionally as in oh i i yeah i accept everything and do whatever you want kind of thing it's more like unconditional love is like i said before it's more about um just taking responsibility uh taking also putting sorry putting healthy boundaries between you and any other being or energy or whatnot that is not serving your highest good um but not not necessarily putting a barrier as like oh um this is not me kind of thing you know that's that's where the separation the illusion of separation starts taking place is when you say this isn't me so i don't want it here okay so i hope that makes sense because i know this can be a little difficult to grasp even for me it's been just recently that i've really understood that it just kind of clicked and i was like oh yeah okay i guess it makes more sense because when we hear people listening listening <laughs> oh man no i'm not gonna restart this 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 episode I, I i already restarted it like five times okay this is like take five i yeah i, I made a few mistakes it doesn't matter anyway 
um, so what I was saying is that, yeah, so uh, when we hear people saying these things, sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, you know? Yeah, of course. But then you actually feel it and, and you, you have something to actually compare it with that happens in your real life experience and you're like oh now i really get it right so for me the first step is yeah okay i listen to what other people are saying uh about uh the separation game or whatever and then later on you're going to have things happen to you that are going to confirm that or not um and and then you're going to finally really understand it but like from within you know and uh that's what's for me the most important lessons are the ones that come from within that the people are telling you about and and like feeding or spoon feeding you right um and and it's even better when you don't even hear about it before and you experience it and then you see it out pictured in your hologram somehow and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's exactly what I felt. So that's even better. Like I, for me, there's like two, two maybe like two main ways that we integrate information. From what I'm getting right now is like, one way is okay, we hear it first, we understand it. One thing is understanding it, right? It's not the same as embodying the information. We understand it, and then we have things happening that are just like, oh yeah, it just confirms it, and it really makes you. Uh, live the information that's one way and then another way it's like you you feel something or you think about something uh, and then all of a sudden there's something that presents itself in your in your reality let's say for example you have a technique that you do yourself for like shielding or prepare like preparing to go to bed or whatnot whatever you want to do that you've always done let's say you, you always just kind of do that and then you have all of a sudden somebody telling you, oh, look, there's these teachings that uh, that have this uh, Maharic shield uh, uh, technique and whatnot. And then you're like, wow, I've already been doing something similar that totally resonates. That's like for me, that's like the the best type of confirmation that you can get, you know, that 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 what you're doing is right uh, on point. So. I don't know if I can think of any other way that we can um, confirm information, but for me, those are like the two main ones. And then, of course, there's um, just the fact that you could use just dreaming all the time of certain things or uh, yeah. And, and then maybe one day uh, you see it happening in your in your real life. Uh, you know, you just, your dream comes true. Let's put it that way. That's another way. Yeah, what other way is there? Well, if you think of any other ways to <laughs> confirm information, uh, let me know. But that's better. Those ways are better for me than going and looking for it or chasing after something. And I was talking about how we are magnetic, magnetic beings in my previous podcast. I think it was when I was saying about this is that we... Uh, we should let things come to us. We don't need to go fetch things or go chase after people or things because things will present themselves to you when you realize that you are the creator, the creator of your your reality, your hologram, uh, the producer, the editor, whatever you want, the actor, everything, you're everything. And it's in the higher picture that everything is really actually being produced. You know what I mean? Sometimes you can't really see it because those are your... Hmm. like your higher aspects, right? 
producing it uh, or your future selves let's put it that way and there's for me there's like many of those possibilities right of like people that um, people or you yourself that can turn into something or create something in the future uh, there are many of those and they can be your guide but it's really just yourself uh, <laughs> and you can connect with those timelines whenever you want it's just um, a matter of what you're focusing your attention on and what you want to do right and if you decide to move forward or not or if you want to stay in one place for a while and not really step out of your comfort zone then that's fine too whatever you do is perfect and that this is something i was saying before as well is that whatever you decide to do is perfect and this brings me to um this uh image that came to mind right now is of these sort of like highways that are represented in in a linear timeline which is the way that we see time but it's actually not that way right it's more like in layers you've got the present on top you've got the future with a higher frequency or a higher oscillation rate and then at the bottom you've got in the lower layer you've got the past with a lower frequency lower oscillation rate and um so but then when we see it from here from this uh dimension that we're in physically it's more linear so it it, it kind of turns into these sort of like highways or uh it looks from in my head it looks kind of like a, like a neuron you know like from, <laughs> like a brain neuron and with uh all these possibilities all these paths and then you've got like bifurcations or like roundabouts where you can choose one or another and those are like specific points in your life that might be crucial you know the roundabouts it's like and this is not, this is not something i totally came up with but um it's something i really resonate with and that i've seen uh represented a few few times but the one that i resonate with the most uh is from a french doctor his name is philippe guillemont and i can send you his name if you want to look it up it's all in french of course um it, in terms of this the image that he represents of um the timelines i really like it because he said that yeah these roundabouts seem like crucial points or times in our lives where we can make a decision and go one way or another um and then you've got all these other possibilities afterwards right again <laughs> and and so you can create all these paths and then you've got another roundabout and then but if let's say you decide to make a detour or go back somewhere and then like it'll always bring you back to going that same way and you will end up being in one of your future timelines whatever that might be if you really decide to you know keep going that way and and there's so many possibilities but they they will all be aligned to your highest good doesn't matter uh, what that might look like but there for me that's not only one possibility you know because some people are are always looking for oh what is that one thing that i have to do or uh that one uh life that i have to live i want to i want to align with that and you can of course ask to align with your highest timeline and everything but for me there's like several uh visions or several versions of what that could look like so so yeah, it's super interesting, right? Of, of like the whole um, 
uh, I think his theory is called uh, he, he has like work on synchronicities and uh, casuality I think it's what it's called the theory of casuality or something like this and yeah and, and he also talks a lot about what he thinks the future is going to look like and um, and he said something about and maybe three or four years we're going to see some really big changes in humanity because the few people that are actually aligning he doesn't talk about eternal life or anything like this but um but he seems to have a gist for some reason like of of that even though he doesn't really connect with those energies but like because he's purely scientific but he's well and quantum you know quantum's quantum science which is not i mean yeah it touches on spirituality but it's not really spiritual you know it's like a mix but yeah he says that the people that are are aligning with um this, this sort of like this path of wanting to change the world even though it's probably going to be less than 10 percent of the population which is already a lot of people but yeah that's um that's going to move us in another direction and so all of us that are aligning with this timeline are creating this and it's, uh, it's super interesting when I think about all this stuff because I'm like, yeah, it's because I'm aligning to it, right? <laughs> I myself am aligning to this. So this is what I'm seeing happening in my reality. This is why I'm connecting with you guys. This is why I'm seeing all that I'm seeing. <laughs> and you know, you can think about this yourself. It's like, oh, I'm listening to this podcast because uh, yeah, I decided to to take a certain path and to do certain things and I like to my highest good and all this so yeah I'm really yeah makes me really grateful to be here and to have you guys here listening with me and yeah now I'm getting all emotional <laughs> right <laughs> oh my gosh okay anyway um so yeah that's that's one of the things I wanted to to talk about I don't want to make this too way too long and I actually I just finished sending a bunch of emails because today I've had so much work to do. Did I say this already before? I don't know if I said it because since I started the, I re-recorded the podcast like five times. I don't remember what I said at the beginning, but um, I've been doing a lot of emails and a lot of uh, just administrative stuff lately. And yeah, I've been really busy with, with my project and a bunch of other things that have been showing up. Uh, still busy trying to figure out my website um, but that's not really my priority right now. I, I have to get this uh, um, study started with uh, some students that signed up to be in a program and a mindfulness and creativity program with me. And I have over 100 students signed up. So I'm like sending each one an email with their participant number and all this stuff. And it's like super long. And some of them have questions or, you know, so you can just imagine <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool because I really enjoyed in this kind of work. It's uh, the, the contact with people and uh, creating these groups and, and this program. I think it's really cool. And, and I was just thinking, oh, yeah, I hope these guys are ready because it's going to be it's going to be quite the ride <laughs> with uh, with the students, because it's interesting. I've noticed a trend and you guys have probably noticed too it's that when when people come in contact with you uh something happens in their lives either something really good happens or sometimes everything starts falling apart or whatnot but people uh that have natural healing energies just tend to uh i guess stir things around you know with people when they when they meet them and 
And I guess I hadn't really paid attention before, but I noticed more and more is that things happen to people when I when I interact with them. And yeah, it's, it can be great or it can be challenging depending on what they need in the moment. But um, but I have a feeling that a lot of these students are going to have a really interesting experience with this program. So it's cool because that was, that's part of my objective of why I'm here. It is to help people in their development and their, in reaching their highest potential. And it could be, yeah, through whatever type of program, but um, in general, it's just, you know, the interactions with people. The interactions that we have with people are the most important. Um, and sometimes we do things without really noticing, but I'm really paying more attention, and I think you guys should too, as to what happens with people when you talk with them and interact and uh, when you're part of their lives. And this could be mutual, right? It's like, sometimes things happen to you when you meet people and vice versa it's it's not always one way sometimes it can be one way but most of the times it's it's both ways and it's always a win-win because no matter if things fall apart or if great things happen it's always to evolve that's the point and we should always see it like i said before as upgrades and and once you start seeing things more this way, uh, it, it turns it all turns into gratitude because you can't be mad. Why would you be mad at uh, something coming in to bother you um, when it was actually there to see something in you, something where you were still holding judgment against yourself, for example, or anger or fear? And like I said before, this is all a game of separation, right? It's a you saying, oh, this is another person coming to bother me, but it's actually you. <laughs> and that's when it turns into something outside yourself, right? It, it wasn't really, but it, it turns into something outside yourself and you give that power away to that thing that you turned into something outside yourself. <laughs> it's really interesting how this happens. But then you realize you catch yourself and you're like, huh, yeah, there's a lesson there. And then you just let it go. <laughs> so yeah, that was a, that's a, I felt this energy of like, hmm, really deep thought from someone <laughs> listening. Yeah, 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 this is all, this is really, really deep stuff. And we can go for hours, I'm sure talking about this and how it works and how we how we work as human beings <laughs> but anyway um so just to share a little bit of what i'm doing with these students is that we're going to do a mindfulness meditation program to see if we can improve creativity which is of course not the only benefit of meditation right but um and this is something that hasn't really been studied much and um just in case you're curious about how we measure creativity, we do uh, tests online. I mean, there's many ways uh, you can make people solve a problem because creativity is not only about drawing or painting or doing something that people consider like creative creativity mainstream. You know, it's, it's also about problem solving, even when it has to do with just the, your relationships with other people finding a, a creative solution to a problem you have with someone in your family or your boss that's also creativity mm -hmm. and and then you've got different levels of creativity of course um, but in general we talk about creativity as being something that's original 
and useful for the situation um, at hand. So for the students, for example, and for just you know anybody, you, you can use tests online that have been validated scientifically because they've been tested for um, uh, accuracy and validity several times in different populations, etc. So there's some that are measuring di divergent thinking, which is proposing as many ideas as you can, and they all have to be original. And then you've got convergent thinking, which is mm, taking, for example, a set of ideas and turning it into one. It could be in the form of, oh, uh, here's a phrase, and you have to find one word that uh, completes the phrase, or uh, here's a problem, find one solution to it, um, and there's only one answer, one possible answer. There's several ways, but it's it's always like it's opposite of diversion. Instead of expanding on your ideas, you're going to you know make it one or uh yeah one or two solutions so um yeah it's always one actually one solution so yeah it's uh it's a way that we can just quantify it you know and for me i've always had mixed feelings of course as you know about how we measure things in psychology <laughs> i've always liked to see the the multi-dimensional aspect of it uh and i was at a i was at a conference the other day where they want to make it even more standardized like oh let's standardize divergent thinking let's you know make this a scale where everyone's gonna have to use it and that's gonna be the one and i'm like oh my gosh you know well they want to do several things not just the scale but um but I'm like, yeah, the more you do this, the more it's like narrows it down to people wanting to use that one thing. And the, the, the creativity is so huge and just so multidimensional, multidimensional in and of itself that if you want to just grab something like divergent thinking, because that's the one that everybody uses and, and in science. Um, in the science of creativity is like everybody measures divergent thinking and pretty much that's pretty much it. Um, and it's sad because you've got so many other variables to consider. And for the most part, in my opinion, divergent thinking mostly measures uh, measures verbal creativity because you're talking about making a list of words and stuff. Um, and so some people also use other stuff like they have people solve problems in groups or by themselves or whatnot. There are several ways, but um, it's just incredible how and how easily it is to manipulate data or to seem like your study is super relevant when in reality it has nothing to do with with what what is happening in real life because everything we do in science is super controlled you know the conditions are super controlled and it's rare to see a study that actually has a real what is called ecological validity which is how is it really in 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 everyday life right so yeah in everyday life you're not going to be answering questions about how many words can you list of the uses for a cardboard box <laughs> right that's what we put in the test is like how many uses uses can you think of for a cardboard box think of as many original ideas as you can <laughs> we don't do that kind of stuff on a daily basis right but we do other things like uh, let's say we have an issue with our boss and then we have to Think about how we're going to uh, generate, for example, the, the most number of, let's say, uh, ideas for a, a new sector in the company that they want, like a new product or something like this. And they're asking you, like, propose ideas, right? 
Yes, of course, you're going to think, but that's not just a word, you know, that you come up with. It's a whole new concept, and and people are really good at this. But then maybe when you, when you sit them down and they and you ask them to come up with words, then that's not the same. So yeah, anyway. But from you know from what I've seen, yeah, there are some. It's there is some validity to these tests because of course, like I said before, they've tested it on. They, they've tested them on different populations and and run statistics to see if it represents uh, <laughs> if it's significant um, uh, if it the the results are significant etc um, but anyway so this is what I'm gonna do with with the students is that um, we're going to do these measures which they're actually doing them right now they're I just sent them the emails and they're but I got, since I got like over a hundred people on here, like I had to divide them into a control group and a and a, an experimental group, which means that half of the students are gonna experience the program and the other half are not. <laughs> which is a kind of maybe a bummer for the other students, I'm not sure, because most of these students are just doing it for the credit, you know, for school. So I don't think they're gonna be too disappointed. When I told one of them, like, because one of them was like, oh, finally I can't participate, now what can I do? And I'm like, well, you know, you can be in the control group. You just have to do the pre-test and post-test, yeah, that's it. He's like, oh, great, I'd love to do that. <laughs> Anyway, I don't want to like go too deep into this. this is probably stuff that most of you are not really interested in, anyways. But just to give you like a, a like you know a little sneak peek into what what I'm doing and how it works, how science works. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's important. It is important to have a control group, though, of people not doing the experience and just doing pre-test, you know, the measures, and then. A few weeks later, they'll, they'll do the post-test, and if there's no significant difference, that means that the, the measures are reliable, meaning that there's no like natural evolution of creativity just like that. You know, it, it was the program that helped because when you put the people in the program, if they have significantly better results after, that means the program was efficient. Hope that makes sense. Anyway, 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 that's not that important, but um, <laughs> just in case you were curious about that. Um, let me see if I wanted to share anything else for today because the rest of the stuff I'm, I think I'm just gonna save it for another podcast um, which like I said I'm just going with the flow of what I was feeling was important for today um, so yeah uh, I think that's that's good <laughs> um, let me know if you guys have any questions I'm, I'm here to help Oh yeah, the event. Oh, I haven't posted the event yet. I need to get to that. Ah, okay. I need to. Yeah, post the event for next week, November sixth. If you guys are free, if you if you're interested in doing DNA activations, I'm gonna be sending the link for that. Uh, yeah. I still have a little bit of time. It's next week. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. Uh, let me think if there's anything else I needed to share here today for anybody listening. <laughs> this is my winter favorites list from 2020 from last year. <laughs> Interesting times, right? 2020. Can't believe it's almost 2022. Can you guys believe that? Wow. I'm really, I'm actually really excited for for winter break because I'm going to get to spend some time with myself and uh, do some... I'm going to visit uh, a few places. Yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not, I haven't really planned everything yet, but um, yeah, 
I'm really excited to like just relax and like after this whole uh, month of uh, doing uh, my study and like yeah working with the students it's gonna be amazing too like I'm really excited about the end of the year actually yeah there's a lot going on and and a lot of possibilities so yeah it's always good to for for me right like just create whatever you feel like creating in the moment. Like just kind of send out that signal and be like, okay, I like this, I like this, and just see what sticks, like, or see what comes back and like what you can work with. If you become overwhelmed, then you can always cut things, you know, out from your life, especially if it's not a priority. But just like, yeah, look for things that you love doing and, and see what, what, um, what actually starts making a bigger no, not baking, like being a bigger part of your life, you know, and the, um, those are the things that you're, that you should stick with, uh, right, it's the things that really actually make you happy and that will bring you um, that energy that you need to keep producing more ideas and giving more to people, but not from an empty cup, rather than you being so full of love and just uh, energy that you want to give others so that's all i wanted to say for today love you guys so much i'll talk to you again soon <laughs> bye